Hello, and welcome to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. This is a show to help you be inspired by your Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Emily Jaminette, and I'm joined today in studio with my dear friend, Michelle Fanley. We hope the show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sister in Christ. Hello, Emily. It's great to be here. I am so grateful that I hear little birdies. I see daffodils outside. Spring has sprung, and we are here in the great season, still in Lent, but Easter is is ever, ever approaching, and then the glories of ordinary times after that. <laughs> yes, and we're still reveling off our last Catholic Women's Conference, which was absolutely amazing. Uh, what a blessing for all of us to be back together, to celebrate I have heard so many just incredible stories of just from our team alone of of all of us who volunteered, um, how we were inspired and really um, so many graces were were that day. So what a gift to be able to be back here doing the podcast and um, celebrating with a, a new friend today. Absolutely. You know, one of the things about the women's conference is you get these little nuggets, you know, all year round. I was just out with friends on Friday night and someone started telling me how much the conference met to them, especially just even the the gift of going to adoration and being before the Blessed Sacrament and when um, Father Dave went and did the procession. So you never know what's going to touch someone's heart. And I'm, I'm really excited about this particular podcast, not because we have a new friend, Liz Kelly, joining us in a few minutes, but we're going to talk about that difficult topic of suffering, of what it's like when the Lord does take away some of the things that, you know, we, we have grown dependent on. We've grown just um, reliant on. And so we get to meet a new friend, a new blessed, and have an, an awesome faith-filled conversation. Yeah, and I was so glad to be introduced to a, to a new friend and a new saint. Um, you know, we love Lives of the Saints, and um, this was someone I had never heard about. So we're going to be talking about Blessed ben- Benedetta. Yeah, Blessed Benedetta. So uh, Liz Kelly will be joining us. She is a retreat leader, award-winning author of 10 books, including Reasons I Love Being Catholic, which won the Catholic Press Association First Place Award for Best Popular Presentation of Faith in 2007. Liz is a spiritual director. She focuses on Ignatius spirituality. She leads retreats with a particular focus on helping women to flourish in their faith. She's been on multiple Catholic radio stations and television stations, and she also has a podcast that she also co-hosts, and that's called Logos Podcast Deep Down Things. She lives with her husband, Vincent, who is an architect in Minnesota, and you can always visit her website at LizK.com. So welcome, Liz Kelly. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, we are very excited. Um, Now, is your most recent book, Love Like a Saint, Cultivating Virtue with Holy Women? It is. I'm on top of of that. You have a lot going on, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a busy season. Well, that's good, because we all spent a lot of time in our house, didn't we, before the busy season? Yeah, we season. did. We did. That was my COVID book, Love Like a Saint. That was my COVID project. So. Um, well, share with us our new, I want all these women and our men, we're here, you know, to connect with a new blessed. Share with us a little bit about, you know, how you discovered her and how she means um, something to you. 
Um, I, you know how the saints choose us versus we choose the saints, and I really think Benedetta just tapped me for some reason. I was on retreat with my assistant, and it just happened that I had vertigo, and so I missed the morning conferences because I was just spinning in my bed. <laughs> and um, so I went down in the afternoon, and I said, what I miss in this morning's conference? And she told me that the woman leading the retreat was talking about new venerables. At that time, she was just a venerable. And she only told me one or two little pieces about uh, Benedetta's life, and for some reason it was just like I got zapped by holy lightning. And I went home, and I started to look her up, and the more I learned about her life, the more I just fell in love with her. I think she's going to be a remarkable model for doctors, for those who work in the medical field, for those who suffer from progressive degenerative diseases, and for those who care for them, for women, for professional women, for single women. Um, She had the deepest desire of her heart was to become a missionary doctor. She wanted to go to the poorest parts on the planet and serve as a physician. Um, After completing uh, five years of a six-year medical degree, she eventually had to give up her medical studies because she was suffering from a very serious uh, disease about the only person she ever diagnosed was herself. And she had neurofibromatosis, And in her iteration, what that does is it forms little tumors on the nerve centers, eventually destroying them. First you go deaf, then you go blind, and then you gradually lose all of the senses throughout your body, so you're paralyzed. And uh, so just a devastating, devastating uh, illness. But throughout this traumatic suffering, and as her world sort of shrank and shrank and shrank, uh, she discovered the richness of her interior life. She had the capacity to uh, spread joy, even from her bed (laughs) where she was paralyzed. They think she may have had the capacity to read souls at the very end of her life. Um, She just entered into this extraordinary suffering, receiving it as a mark of divine favor, that Jesus was inviting her to suffer along with him. And letters poured into her from around the country, and the way that she could reply to them was, she's deaf and blind, lying in her bed, and her mother learned the Italian alphabet for the deaf and would sign it into her the palm of her hand. It was the only part of her body that was still functioning. And she could speak, so her mother would sign into the palm of her hand, and Benedetta could kind of whisper her reply. So despite these extraordinary limitations, uh, she went on to uh, write to people all over, encouraging them in their faith and in their own suffering. And in the end, uh, I mean, the whole point of my chapter on her is, The deepest desire of her heart was to be a healer, and Jesus honored that very deep desire of her heart. She became no less a healer than she ever desired to be. In fact, maybe even more of a healer uh, because of this affliction, uh, she was able to become a doctor to souls. Uh, 
you won't regret getting to know her. I promise. Now, did you write this chapter in Love Like a Saint? Is that um, yes. the, oh wonderful? Yes. And she's yes. an Italian saint. And did you say she was yes. born in uh, was it 1936? Is that what you were Correct. sharing? Uh-huh. Oh wow! So a more recent woman. And do we yes. have her letters? Do a lot of these people preserve her letters? Are they? Yeah. Was it hard for you to find? Remarkably, yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, <laughs> a woman called me from Omaha asked me if I would come and lead the women's retreat. I said, sure. How'd you find out about me? And she said, I saw an article that you had written about Benedetta. And I said, oh, how, what made you look her up? And she said, well, I had lunch with her niece the other day, and her niece told me that I should pray to her because my son is suffering a similar illness. Long story short, I actually got to meet Benedetta's niece, who lives here in the U.S., and she gave me an abundance of material that was in English, including a collection of letters that she has written and received. Um, she was she was uh, a, a, a very uh, she wrote a lot of letters towards the end of her life and received a lot of letters. And her mother, brilliant, wonderful, devout woman, encouraged Benedetta at a very early age to keep a diary, which she did. And I got a lot of the materials from the diary that have been translated into English as well. So I I just, I'm indebted to her, uh, her niece for the materials in English that I received. And uh, her letters are just a beautiful testimony to Christian friendship, both those she received and those she wrote. What a beautiful story. I'm a nurse, so and I have never heard of her before, Emily, said we were doing this show. So what an amazing saint to get to know, um, to be encouraged, especially I feel like so many people who are in the medical field, um, any allied profession has been a rough few years. And to see someone to take, you know, their their dream of their career and to to use their hands right in God's way, right? She didn't get to practice medicine the way she wanted to, but to be that healer in that other way, what a what a beautiful message. Can you share yeah. with us how you, you know, really found that she helped you deal with like any daily struggles or trials oh, or difficulties? Sure. I well, you know, I have um multiple sclerosis and so um it's progressive and degenerative and so um, and even though I, you know, I'm still ambulatory, I can do everything for myself still, I have a very, very mild case, um, having any kind of progressive degenerative illness is a frightening question mark over your life. And um, she became the anchoress for my book, Love Like a Saint, and I really asked her to please pray for me and populate my imagination for the other women who should be in those pages. And uh, so I really came to rely upon her intercession, not only just for the book, but just in my own life. You know, I travel quite a bit leading retreats and things like that, and and, um, that can be physically quite hard on you. And um, I I just ask her to please intercede for me that I have the stamina to do what I'm being asked to do and that I will be able to do it well until I can't do it anymore, (laughs) you know, if that day ever comes. And I love the the docility of her spirit to give her the desire of her heart to the Lord in the way that she did, and then to see him magnify it, refine it, fulfill 
fulfill it in this completely unexpected way uh, just really fills me with hope. And I think there's so many people who are suffering from progressive degenerative illnesses, and she's going to be an incredibly powerful intercessor to help them refrain that suffering from being less of a burden to be carried and more of a gift to be given. Well, Liz, I'm so grateful that you've really opened our minds, opened our hearts to this really important, um, blessed, but also this idea of suffering. And I think a lot of times we live at a pace that's so quick that we're in, we're out, you know, that we almost forget to to look around at those around us and to say, you know, who am I called to serve? And I imagine that those letters brought her so much joy, you know, that she was fed by by this beautiful act of not only receiving letters, praying for other people, and then sharing these these voice of importance and, and wisdom and prayers. And I just, I'm really encouraged to really just, again, this season of of slowing down. You know, I, don't, I guess every mm-hmm. season we should slow down, right? And, and not mm-hmm. always be on the go. Do you have any words of encouragement for, you know, just maybe better serving, better seeing those who are suffering? Well, I'll tell you, I think, you know, suffering from MS has been a great gift for me because it has slowed me down against my will. (laughs) It has placed limitations on me, and it's like I do not have an extra ounce of energy. It's like I want to spend everything that I'm doing for something that counts. I don't want to fritter away anything. And so for me, illness has given me a great opportunity to focus and to drop away all of the filler, to let go of all of the non-essential. And I think that any kind of suffering is an invitation to reorder our lives so that the energies we do have, the things that we are doing, um, are very meaningful, and uh, and anything unimportant, we can let it just fall away. You know, um, any kind of perfectionism, any kind of uh, uh, comparing ourselves with others are all kinds of uh, negative habits that we can just let them slough off um, in our suffering. It can help us to focus and to let go of some of that. I don't know if that makes sense, but those are two things that really helped me and happened for me as a result of living with chronic illness. That's beautiful. You are listening to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Emily Jaminette. I'm in studio today with Michelle Fanley. And today we're speaking to Liz Kelly, you know, about Blessed Benedita, about the role of suffering and how Jesus can always bring value of joy. And I love what you just said is that suffering can reorder our lives. That's that's mm-hmm. really powerful. Yep. Very profound. Mm-hmm. Well, can you tell us that you gave us a beautiful little glimpse of this saint, but can you tell us where we can learn more about her and, and your work? Sure. There's actually a talk about her on my website. It's free. If you just go to org. And then there's a, a speaking tab, um, and there's a talk about her. You just click on the on the tab, and it's. Um, I, I really encourage people to send that talk to anybody who's suffering from illness in that way. I think you could be quite encouraged by her story. It's quite remarkable. Um, and again, it's free. Just on LizK.org, 
And then, of course, her causes for, for sainthood is still being worked on right now. And so there's an abundance of material on her uh, website that is, um, is, is kept up by those who are working on her cause. Well, it seems like you really have um, such great resources when it's on your website. Now, I love before we began our show, we were going over her full name, her Italian name. You have to say it for our audience. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, it's Blessed Benedetta Bianchi Poro. Uh, and I know that sounds like it should come with a side of Chianti and meatballs or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's just a beautiful, beautiful young woman. You will not regret getting to know her story. I promise. Well, that is so, it's just such a gift that you were able to be here to share about Love Like a Saint, Cultivating Virtues with Holy Women that came out in March of 2021. And, you know, share your story. Thank you, Liz, for, for touching on, you know, your sufferings as we, you know, we all have sufferings and chronic mm-hmm. illness is something in which is, like you said, it's an opportunity to reorder our lives, offer up our joys, works, sorrows, and sufferings to the Lord and allow him to transform us. So I'm I'm really touched that you were able to join us. Thank you. And Liz, can Thank you share you. your book? You. It's, it's not just a book. I'm reading it's a workbook, right? It Love Like a Saint. So can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit how people can use this book if women want to, you know, get together and study or study on their own? Sure. Every chapter has prompts for praying with a particular virtue, an abundance of them. Obviously, if you're going to pray for humility, you might take a year to do that. But um, there are 12 virtues with prompts for praying on those virtues. There are also uh, prompts uh, for journaling and or questions for small group discussion, along with a picture of the person that I've been writing about and quotes directly from her. So it's really set up very easily for you to do with a group or a friend or, um, uh, you know, at, at your home or in your church or, or whatever. It's, it should be pretty easy to pick up and do as a group. Well, thank you. I'm so blessed to have met you today. What an honor. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, ladies. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, God bless. Bless you. Wow, that was awesome. It How was did you meet awesome. her? You know what, Liz and I both connected um, through this women's conference, and she gave the presentation. I went to her website, and I thought, oh my gosh, what a wealth of knowledge and and insight. And I love, you know, when we talked about um, in Divine Mercy for Moms, uh, you know, meeting uh, St. Faustina before she became a saint. I think it's really a gift to come to know some of these blessed, these venerated men and women and, and watch, you know, watch and walk with them, you know, in those, those moments. So I'm, I just was really touched by her presentation and I felt like, you know, she inspired me. So I'm glad, I'm glad it worked. (laughs) Yeah, that was amazing. And I do, I agree. Like learning about people who lived in our century, that is, I think, an extra value as a Catholic woman or just a Catholic in general, because sometimes you think like, well, how can I really, my life is so different from that woman who lived in the first century right after, you know, after Jesus was there, like their life was very different. But to see people to live out heroic virtue um, in our day and age with so many things that we can, you know, I'm sure she did so many things that we are accustomed to doing in our daily life. So to see someone living out that heroic virtue is really inspiring to me. I just wanted to read one of her quotes real quick. She said, because I'm deaf and blind, things have become complicated for me. Nevertheless, in my Calvary, I do not lack hope. 
I know that at the end of the road, Jesus is waiting for me, first in my armchair and now in my bed where I stay. I have found a wiser, greater than all of men. I have discovered that God exists and that he is love, faithfulness, joy, certainty to the end of all ages. My days are not easy. They are hard, but sweet because Jesus is with me with my sufferings, and he gives me his sweetness in my loneliness and light in my darkness. He smiles at me and he accepts my collaborations. Wow. Beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? So Liz put that on her website, but I just am glad that we realize life can be challenging. Life can be hard. And yet we have such opportunities to grow in holiness, even when it's hard. Yeah. And suffering, don't waste your suffering, right? How many times have we heard that? And so many times you're going through something and you can't even, you know, have a, a think about the next sentence sometimes when you're going through something that's really challenging or you are sick. But to take those op- opportunities when you are not feeling well or if you're going through chronic suffering and to offering up, offering those up to uniting them with Christ on the cross and that they have beautiful meaning when we um, use our suffering for the greater good. Well, you made me think about, um, Michelle, one of the things that I really try to do is that morning offering, right? And in the daily morning offering, you talk about offering up your joys, works, your sorrows, your sufferings. And, you know, isn't that true that sometimes when we're at the height of our day, we still get to give that to the Lord. But our daily sufferings, a lot of times we just want to cast them away. Like we just want to, um, you know, make them disappear. We want to belittle them or, you know, just allow it to spiral us into despair. But I I was just really thinking about the significance when we offer up in morning our morning offering, how value that valuable that is. And at the end of the day too, like when you think through your day and giving those things, those moments to God, you know, and, and going through your day, reviewing your day and don't get not just giving him thanks for the good moments, but thanking God for those challenging moments of those times of of sickness and how those really transform you. And you see how, how many saints have been transformed through suffering. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think about Luke fourteen twenty seven, and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. So the truth is we, we can't like avoid suffering, you know, picking up our cross, following the Lord. That is, that's where we're transformed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've, you've seen all seen it in our, our lives when we've gone through challenging times. How many people have said, I would go through that again because this good came out of it. And and really, this is what makes us into saints. Yeah, isn't that true? And and really, it purifies us for the dying process. I think one of the things I've learned from holy priests is that, you know, we die differently when we have faith and when we have deep faith. And I think that to me is a huge motivator to, you know, work hard in this life to come to know Christ so that when my moment comes, when my hour comes, I'll be ready, you know, as best as I can. Obviously, this is all about the Lord, but but it's worth coming to know the, the, the Jesus the way he wants to be known, who is he's all love. Yeah. And suffering truly, it purifies you. And I loved how Liz had said it. It really makes you reprioritize everything. When you're going through something hard, you have to let those little things fall away. You you can't physically possibly physically do them. So, and, and you look at someone like this, like blessed Ben, Ben, Benedetta and how she was someone who is just the world would see is totally unuseful, right? She was bedridden. She was full of disease and she couldn't even, all she could do is whisper. She couldn't see, she couldn't hear and how her prayer and her holiness changed so many people's lives. 
And so that our faith and our holiness is and, and suffering, it's, it's so transformative. And there might be someone in your life right now, you know, I think there are people in my life that I could do a better job reaching out to, sending a card, remembering those who are suffering. You have to tell the, the Mike story. Like that was a great story of someone who is suffering. You have got two minutes. You can squeeze it in. Well, um, in our friend Faustina, you know, I shared the story that really impacted my life was visiting uh, my friend who had ALS. It was a, a person invited me to befriend him because I had a lot of kids and he um, never married. And I would just go and visit him. But in that moment, I came to appreciate the, the dynamics of nursing home, of long-term care facilities. I met his roommate who ultimately we prayed um, hours before he passed the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And Patrick, when he passed away and I went and visited Mike shortly after, I was so surprised not to see him. But one of the things he said um, through his communication chip, he said, it was, you know, you were like, he said, I'd never seen him have company for the whole time I was there, like four years. And it makes you think about, um, those who are suffering. We want to always reach out to those that are suffering. Yeah, what a beautiful gift to be able to spend time with those who, um, yeah, maybe in their their final moments here and to be able to pray with them. And I, I love this. You have a beautiful prayer here for um, um, the canonization of Blessed Benedetta. So let's pray it. Let's pray for all those that are suffering and we pray for her cause. So in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Blessed Benedetta, your world became as small as a communion wafer. You were immobilized, deaf, and blind, and yet you were a powerful witness to the love of God and the Blessed Mother. Jesus, in the Blessed Sacrament, is hidden and too small and silent, immobilized and even weak, and still all-powerful. Please pray for me, Benedetta, that I will collaborate as you did with Jesus in whatever way he wishes to use me. May I be granted the grace to allow the Almighty Father to speak through my littleness and loneliness, too, that he may be glorified. Amen. Amen. Well, that prayer was found um, at the uh, LizKWeb.org website. But most importantly, I want to thank you for joining us at Inspired by Faith. We hope that you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit ColumbusCatholicWomen.com. And to hear more about Michelle and I's work, please visit InspireTheFaith.com. Bye-bye.